0: Hello, I'm Majid Bouguera. You are listening to This is iBox, the Rangers podcast.
1: Shut up and sit down.
2: Hi Martin, how are
3: you doing? Ethan? Hi, uh, evening gents. Just want to point out to the listeners, this is the second
1: take of the intro because Martin screwed up the first one. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also been joined on the pod tonight for the first time by This is Ibrook's contributor, Billy McCall. Billy, how you doing, bud? Uh,
4: I'm good. Time, how are you?
1: <laughs> I'm right, Apart from messing up every intro we've done this evening, I'm all right. yeah. Uh, well. right, lads, I thought we would start this week with some non-Rangers-related news, and it's about the Bundesliga. Um, Scott, if I can get your opinion on this first. They're looking to start their season um, and effectively nine days. What's your thoughts on that? Do you think that's feasible?
4: I
2: think that generally our knowledge of everything we've seen so far would suggest that Germany's dealt with this whole crisis as a country um, a bit better than what we've dealt with here in the United Kingdom. Um, I think if I've been brutal honest with you maybe a wee bit jealous that they're going to see football very shortly. Tommy, who I'm sure you'll come to, um, was, was put into our chats today, just how you, you almost you, you forget what it's like to just even sit down and watch a, a game because it feels like it's been that long since we've done it. So um, probably a wee bit of them, um, them because they know that their football is just around the corner. I don't think it's anything like as close as that here in the United Kingdom. Um, certainly not here in Scotland because we don't know ours from our elbow. Um, so it would be good to, to get the same bit of clarity from our government, from what the, the German football is, is certainly getting today.
1: I think it goes without saying, Thomas, that no matter what your thoughts are or what people's thoughts are, if this does start in nine days, the viewing figures will be through the roof. Yeah,
3: I, I can't imagine anybody who's got any uh, love for, I think I referred to it as soccer kick. On that WhatsApp uh, group that you're talking about there, Scott, um, and he loves to see a a goal net bulge. um, (laughs) Would be desperate to watch it. I think also just within that, um, within the the German announcement that come from uh, Angela Merkel's office in terms of the loosening of the coronavirus pandemic steps, and so putting games back on, there was also an announcement that didn't maybe hit the headlines as much from Croatian football from the Croatian FA that they announced plans as well to bring football back by I think the 30th of this month. And so that's the 30th of May. And then Turkey was also looking or aiming for the 12th of June, uh, with a hope of still hosting the Champions League final, which is in Istanbul uh, in August as well. So it seems as though there's a a movement across you know kind of central Central Europe there. If you're looking at the next ones being, you know, what's the La Liga going to do? What's the EPL going to do? So it seems as though there's pretty good good news stories all around. I think, as, as Scott mentions there, it's what it actually looks like as well. I, I sense the best you can hope for is televised games as opposed to going to anything anytime soon. I think those parts of the restrictions will last for a, a significant while longer.
1: Um, and I would ask um, Billy his opinion, but when you guys were both talking, he didn't seem that interested. He wasn't even paying attention.
4: I don't know, it's hard, right? But do you want me to really tell you what I feel? Well, well, I'm mean, I mean, jealous, yeah. right? No, but the way I look at it is, ah, you're jealous, right? And I get it. But it's got to open up. I think they said when closed doors, right? So they kind of have large spoke debates to the 24th of October, it is. And with that, I mean, would you really like to watch a game behind closed doors? I mean, I don't personally, because i lose interest interested in it. Cause you, I mean, the, the crowd brings the atmosphere to the game, even when you're in the house. I don't watch much football house because I, just, I, I just, just love to be in the stadium and stuff. But see, finding watching an empty stadium and stuff, I, I'll lose interest. But at the same time, there's no other football and I suppose by this model, we can then learn from the pros and the cons, what we do, what's going to work, what's not going to work. So it's, it's good and Germany hasn't had many deaths. If I might be wrong in that, but I'm positive if that's correct. So I mean if if there's not got a lot of deaths and the other way you go, so aye. Right,
3: that's it. Sorry Martin, just a wee a wee nuance to, to that end part there. Uh I think Germany calculates their death ratios different from or differently from the UK. Um I'm sure somebody listening would have better statistics on that. But I think one of their, you know, kind of ratios and totality of uh, totality of mortality is slightly different from the UK. Uh, and if it would be more tolerant you could say, listen, there's a lot of clubs in Scotland that play their games, we know fans like it is behind closed balls anyway, <laughs> to so, um, uh, wow. I think I think you're right. We would always rather be at a game with it with the fans. Obviously you'd love to be at a packed Ibrooks but given current circumstances I'd walk I'd watch two badgers kicking about an acorn in the back garden right now um,
1: oh. I know. all I was going to say was that Billy started off by saying he's not really that interested in it and then came full circle
4: and changed his mind so you fit right <laughs> in in this pod so. oh, well, I've seen how we operate, that's the thing <laughs> I'm learning for the best uh, What other podcast were you on? <laughs> uh, um,
1: Right, so let's move on to some really good news, and I'll come to you first, Thomas. Mike Ashley is gone. Yes, he is, and uh, hopefully will be forgotten as well. So putting
3: the Mike Ashley relationship to to one side and his morality and the way he approaches these businesses, uh, and just taking a very kind of Schmittian read, very clear, black and white read on this, is. This guy was a leech, a parasite, that was dragging the club down. So it was essentially trying to to operate in an environment where you had a a severe, um, well, do you know what? I actually use a a really kind of topical analogy. The club was trying to take full breaths and fill the lungs and make actually was the coronavirus that was stopping us from doing that. So to to get over that hurdle, to be in charge of our own retail deal again and get the maximum amount of income we can from that, is a massive part of the, the fiscal plan and the fiscal model for the club, and so it is sensational news. I mean, the only reason that I take a slight beat there, and I do believe the club when they say that, you know, we've moved on, is we've had this conversation before, and then it turned out that there was still some hooks in there. My understanding, however, is uh, Mike Ashley was presented with the opportunity that he'd fought for in the courts, which was the, the infamous matching clause and Sports Direct um, couldn't match it, declined, demurred to to match the the terms that Rangers were uh, agreeing with somebody else, I'm sure we'll touch on that, and so therefore it does sound as though we have finally broken free the shackles, legally, fully, finally, and never to be seen again, a Sports Direct mug being sold in the Ibrox Megastore.
1: Hooray for that. No, and see, just on these Sports Direct mugs, what can you actually use them for? They're far too big. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, Billy, how much of this? In fact, I'll, I'll I'll start by saying this is massive credit to the board. And on this pod, we've spoke a lot about Dave King. But just just how much of this
4: is down to Dave King? See, to be honest with you, I, I think you've got to probably say it all it. Right. I mean, I know the the current board have come in, right? I mean, they've been in, in about six weeks, so they've kind of just got it over the line it's Dave King that came in and the three bears stood up to make Ashley and listen I think a lot of readers just find home credit for it because I've seen so many before and you'll criticize the oh board only when it's right I'll happily criticize them. but I think people forget where we've been and see moving forward I just think this is this is great this is massive but I am a bit weary because look at this time last year and with uh, was it two years ago? Hummel. Um we came in and we kinda of really go and speak about it a lot because of the current lawsuits and stuff in core action. I'm just glad it's coming to an end to be honest. Um I don't know why people would like a home buying the dummy whatever it's called, trainers or socks or something. I don't know. Really I'm just glad these are these are parasite. Um and it looks like it would be leaving possibly from Newcastle, I believe, as well. So oh yeah, it's
1: it's a bit time we get our club back to where we are and let's move forward. And and Scott, just how big is this for us financially? And we'll come on to talk about the retail and that in a wee minute, but just having Mike Ashley gone, how big is this for us financially?
2: Um I, I it's it's huge for the club and moving forward it's it's the Maybe for Scottish football, it's a really big thing because it's hamstrung us for such a long time now. Make no mistake about it. The announcement of the weekend and um, was absolutely right up there with um one of our, our biggest days in recent times um I would suggest it's it's right up there with the day that Dave King Paul Murray and John Gilligan walked around the blue track at ibrox to say that they they'd managed to sort wrestle control um it it's that big um the fact that Ashley had drained everything he possibly could from the club um was was getting really really weary and it was at this time every season that you were thinking about it more because you're looking forward to kits coming out how are you going to buy a kit can you buy a kit that there's not a one percent going into his pocket and it seems now from everything that we know and everything that we read that um that, that that deal and all that sort of opportunity that he's picked up in the past is absolutely gone now. So thank goodness for that.
1: And that that we'll bring it onto the strips in that in a be second. But just on a kind of a, a, a wider scale, eh, Thomas, we can finally now go and use the mega store. And I've heard this said, and I've actually said it myself. I can take my way into Ibrox now, and I can go into that mega store wherever they situate it, because we don't know if it's going to move or whatever. Um, and I can buy cups, I can buy scarves. You can buy anything you want for your kids There. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know,
3: that's a, a good jump off point and ties back to, to what Scott was saying there as well. I think, you know, the clarity here is exactly what fans want. <clears throat> All we really want, right, no matter who you are, you just want to be able to buy kit or merchandise safe in the knowledge that the majority of that money goes to the clock. Right. No ifs or buts. That that's it, that's the clear message, right? And it can then be put into the club and infrastructure and players and all that. And it's part of that match the experience not you know, I used to love a megastone. Um used to love that way back in the day as well when, uh, the, the first time round when Rangers did the, the stone sucky street as well. Um, but that maybe shows my shows my age. Um, no idea what you're talking about. I, <clears throat> I did not I, I not think so. You've you probably <laughs> forgotten what it was like back then. It was just all trees when you were growing up. Yeah. Um so <laughs> um yeah. Uh so, yeah, that, that's what people are looking for. But I totally agree with you, you know, especially, you know, people with wee ones. You want to take your wee one to the game. You want to soak up some of the atmosphere. You want to have the mega store there. You want to go in, you, have, you want to have a look. It allows Rangers, if that opens, the mega store there or some of the other things with Edmondson House that are happening. It could be a focal point as well because, you know, on a match day, you're there with the, the kid and in the fan zone, you're not just going to buy stuff. There's maybe some, some ex-players or some current players who aren't in the match day squad, pitchers, all that type of stuff. It makes the whole thing a lot better, particularly for the younger fans. So uh, it's absolutely phenomenal news. news. I'm I'm really happy about it.
2: I think what we need to remember as well is that from a club size and the enormity of Rangers, everyone knows we're a huge club. But when you're going back and forwards to Ibrox to see the game and you're walking around the stands and you're seeing the megastore, ultimately the place you should be able to go and buy all your fancy training gear, your strips, first, second, and third, your goalkeepers. It's just not happening. That building was a shell. In fact, I'm, I'm almost certain it's not an area that I, I sort of go much um, when, I, when I'm at the games. Uh, Turnstile, I use it at the other end of the um, the street, effectively. Um, but you're very aware that people are not buying stuff for there. If we want to be a big club, it's a huge revenue stream for us, so we have to get it sorted. And it seems like now at last, um, the cancer that was my Ashley is now gone, thank goodness.
4: Yeah, 100% Scott, and one yeah, thing yeah, I will yeah. say, you know that what hurts me is, because is I stay quite close to Ibrox, uh you know when you're over and you take your cancer and they see it and they want to go in and you're saying well, you can't, and it hurts because like, don't get me wrong, right? My, my kids, they got 11 year old and 13 year old. The two year old doesn't know, obviously, but the other two too, And they were for years saying, why well, you not know, buying these tops for us anymore? You know, and they don't understand. And seeing so, you, know, it's like, I can't wait. It's, it's, it's kind of you wait, know? it kind of rejuvenates you, don't Just right. you can see me now, I'm smiling, I'm, I'm pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> I love yep. it. I think, as, I think as recently,
3: I, I think we all share that, that happiness, to be honest with you, uh, Billy. I think as recently as, me well the last game that was played, let's say. Um it was still selling this the megastore that is, still selling the Puma jerseys with like Rob Kiernan and all that on the back. I mean that's how bad it had gotten. I mean it was it was essentially just a warehouse attached yeah. to the stadium for sports directs, cast off stock. Long may this good news continue and let's never let's never hear or have to say the name Mike Ashley ever again. Indeed.
1: It also opens up shops as well. I mean, we've got that shop in St. St. Enoch Square or St. Enoch Centre. Yeah. But it also opens up the yeah. possibilities for us, to, for us to open up a lot more shops as well. It just opens up so much more revenue for us, Tommy. It does, you know, if you're in control of your... And obviously there's a lot of
3: technical updates to come with the the announcements that, that will follow in the coming weeks, you know, into, into May and stuff, back end of May, beginning of June that firm up what the, the new kit deal looks like? And in terms of, does that mean that Rangers will also own the distribution rates, will we partner with somebody else for the distribution because they'll have bricks and mortar you know, shops? Uh, or do we you know, take that on our own and then have more pop-up shops and uh, actual stores in places like St New York Centre or uh, St New York Square, I should say, or whatever that looks like? It's, it's just good to be in control of that conversation. And it certainly sounds from the information that's in the press, the noises coming out of the club, and the Q&A session that was done by Ross Wilson and uh, the, the very impressive James Bisgrove, the commercial director, um, that shows that the heads are fairly screwed on. We seem to have had the best people we've had in those departments for a long time. You pay what you get yeah. for. You know, sorry, get what you pay for, I should say. Uh, and we've, we've got ourselves out of this deal you know, uh, Dave King started the fight, we finally got those alleged phantom tanks off the off the lawn and now we can make the right deals for a club of our size, name and stature. So it, it all sounds extremely positive. I'm really looking forward to the, uh, and excited about the, the good news that will come with regards to, to a kit deal and what those strips will look like.
1: Well, let's talk about that then, Billy. <clears throat> the rumours are it's going to be a company called Castor or Castore or I mean, it's obviously quite middle-class, so I'd have probably been better going to Tommy first. But I'll (laughs) stick with you. Um, Ah, (laughs) Tommy, you might take this. Did Tommy never tell you that his auntie's Judy Murray? Oh, oh, I should have. Probably should have told you that. Um, We'll done for for serving that one (laughs) up. Oh, that's That's poor. She's
4: a high day as well. That's
1: tough. Uh, (laughs) I was an (laughs) ace. But... um, (laughs) This is this has took a wild turn, this podcast, has not it? <laughs> um, but Billy, coming back to you then, um like I say, rumors are it'll be a company called Castoria, but does it really matter who makes the kits for you?
4: No, I, I mean I could again, you could that's the worst brand in the world. Tommy, what what would you never buy? New balance. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, uh these days
3: for a probably obvious reason I wouldn't wear anything made by Adidas.
4: Well, that's very true as well. Uh. But,
3: you know what? I'll, I'll say it because it links back to the earlier conversation. Anything made by Lonsdale or Donny. <laughs> aye. Because they're aye, owned by exactly. somebody that we, we don't want to be giving money to.
4: Hey, We don't want any lawsuits or anything here. So. As I was saying about... Is uh, it Castor? Is that right? Or however you pronounce it? How
1: do you pronounce it, Tommy? Castore. Castori. <laughs> Fuck.
3: I, I, right, and so. I should say that I have... No idea if that's right or not. I'm just yeah, I'll run it because you're I think,
4: up there on I the mansion, the, so <laughs> I think the sea I think this the sea is silent,
3: really. I think it's just a story. that will work for me. Doesn't matter what <laughs> called. they're called. The matter is I, I got it. The matter
4: is no just need it, we do all get the rooters up and they can't they can't get the best deal. Don't really care. What, what it is to a point right let's be honest because you're not going to walk in with a donny top on right it's, it's never going to happen i'm just glad you know, i've got a donny top mate so, like, you've just been doing my opinion honestly sure like, you'll be telling me you actually spoke to it. anyways so i mean I, you can, I get, you can get some cheap stuff in there right know, nah I mean, not for me <laughs> uh, it's uh, the, the brand i might be wrong right but they're quite a, a middle class brand, uh golfers. Are, that's quite a good market as well. So I'm expecting good quality tops at the same time. um You know, I, I did enjoy the hummel, right? I did enjoy the tops. I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, and and the end up it just didn't go right. And it was business in it at the end of the day as well. But see, just moving forward, I just want to put it all behind us, move forward. The club gets a great deal and I can take my kids anywhere. And buy mean just off. And that's what it today. Just want to give
1: them my money, you know, it's sell it and I'll give you my money. That's what it is. And the thing as well is, Scott, and I don't know if you've seen them, but there's been quite a lot of mock jerseys done online, um, obviously with the Castor brand, and they look right. smart.
2: Some of them are absolutely cracking, aren't they? Mm. Um, I saw a, um, a, a really nice one uh, yesterday online on uh, social media. And it it was cracking. It was absolutely beautiful. And you just know that if the top comes out and it's and a similar vein to to how that looked, people are just going to flood and buy it. It's as simple as that. Um, they're they're not going to sort of mess. It. It'll be a case of just take my money, take as much as you want. Just take my cash. It's a really exciting time for the club as well because the Castore Castore, um, <laughs> they, they they've not. I, I think Tommy will probably know better when it comes back. Um, the I don't think they've broke into football just yet. So I think this is very much an exciting sort of thing for them as well. So if it's their first foray into um, football kit manufacture and they're using Rangers to do it, it's absolutely massive for us. It's a huge feather in, in the football club's cap that they've managed to get an agreement and we've spoke previously. I'm glad Tommy mentioned it. We spoke previously um about Bisgrove um and the the good work that he's been doing behind the scenes. He's been doing better than good work and that much is evident now after what we said in the QA at the weekend. He deserves a huge deal of credit for the work that's went on beyond the scenes. He's he's clearly um one to to keep in that sort of group, that tight group um of board that we have just now. We're, we're, I think personally we have a an excellent group of of guys in the hierarchy level of the football club now, as good as we've had, certainly as I can remember.
1: Well, if we just quickly have a wee chat about that, Q and I will say one thing. Ross Wilson and James Bisgrove, they come across as extremely professional, just to, to put it mildly. And James Bisgrove looks like one of the kind of guys that you would you would trust to be in it. and He just he's got that aura
3: about him. Absolutely. I mean, these guys are, and it's not just good
1: feeling. although that. I, I
3: completely agree with that uh, order of professionalism. It comes from knowing your business, and it's quite obvious that these guys know their business. Um, I think the additional thing I'd probably put to that is there's an infectious enthusiasm, and energy that they bring to the role. You could get it from the Q and A as well, and you get it from the sound bites around about the club that they're everywhere. They're, they really know their business. They're on top of everything. They're into the detail. And you know they want to drive the club forward, so everybody shares that top-to-bottom uh, ambition for Rangers to get back to where they are. So yeah, it does. It speaks to what we said earlier, Scott picked up that thread as well. Get what you pay for, and football is a lucrative business, and I think we've been very, very lucky. And the, kudos to the board uh, for getting the likes of Ross Wilson, James Bisgrove, onto the team, into that core leadership group. And they're now showing why they're there, because they're, they're delivering.
1: That as well, and, and Billy, I've heard um, <clears throat> excuse me, Stephen Gerrard today as well, in an interview on Talk Sport, and he was talking about about Ross Wilson, and basically the guy never sleeps.
4: I just think it's great, though, that, you know, now we've got a board, and they're working so hard behind the scenes, and they're doing it, just like because at the end of the day, they are fans as well. So I think we're going to see returns from now on. And, to be honest with you, it's just going to blossom something out it, it's just going to get great. and I just can't wait. Just, obviously, circumstances with the football, we we'll got be back minutes back. But we're just going to move and get stronger and stronger as it goes. Can you ask for anything else, can you, really, for your board?
2: I think as well, Martin, if I can just, sorry, button in you there. Um, I think the one person who I think we, and we've, we've said it before, and I feel we say it almost regularly on the, on the pod, um, the, the guy that has put these people in their positions is effectively just going to disappear into the sunset. Dave King is your man who was responsible for making Bisgrove in the position he is. Ross Wilson was brought in as part of Dave King's vision for the club. And if we go back five minutes or so ago when we spoke about Mike Ashley's involvement, Dave King was really quick to say, once this was sorted, I'll be gone. My involvement will be done. It's really sad that we don't actually have anything going on on our football side at the moment, that we can't get Dave King out into the centre of Ibrox for one final hurrah because he absolutely deserves it. All this stuff that's went on in the last wee while particularly in the last sort of week with Ashley going the the new kit sort of imminent announcements, Bisgrove QA with Ross Wilson giving it all the good stuff that's gone on around around the, the football club. Dave King is right at the front of that. He's right at the top of that. Um, and I, as I say, we've said it before, but for all of those reasons, he'll go down as a huge, huge part of the football club's history.
1: I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it will be any surprise if you see Dave King on the pitch from the 55. Here's hoping.
0: Um,
1: just to take it back quickly to the strips, actually, um, and I'll, I'll come to you first, Tommy. We all, we had we've always had a laugh and a joke about the colour of the third strip, you know. It's, sometimes <laughs> it's black, sometimes it's um, Mandarin. Which I'll, and I'll come to all three years for this. what's your preferred colour of third strip? Just out of oh, curiosity.
2: Well.
1: Um, do you know what? Actually,
3: just a bit of nostalgia for me. Um, it wasn't necessarily a third strip, but I've got a wee hankering to see something like that uh, light purple, beautiful oh. strip <laughs> to make a comeback. Um. <laughs> Which people might remember also came in a limited edition deep purple goalkeeper top that came with it, which yeah. was an absolute dynamite piece of kit. So I would like to see that. If not, black and orange always does it for me.
4: Listen, I'm not going to hang for a right? <laughs> <Let's be honest. laughs> <laughs> right? it's going to be orange. I would just have a knowledge every six months. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and see for the press it gets, it's brilliant because it tells them up on the other side of the city. And I just, I hate it. You know what I mean? Just give me their tears every time. Orange, bloody alone in it.
1: Billy's well, first and last appearance on this is I've ever seen your to
4: the Master, Billy, that's what they like. colours to the Master. Carlos and I know. Right, Scott? <laughs>
2: I like a, I have to say, I like a black strip. I I, I like the, the sort of thought of having a, a black third strip. Um, for all the time that we wear it as well, mm. to be fair, I sometimes think we bring out these three kits and we really don't need to. However, um, like or not, it's a revenue stream and football fans are daft and they will go and buy the strips that they don't ultimately wear. And that's just the way of it. Like or not, if you don't want to part with your cash, don't part with your cash. If you like the strip, go and buy it. Simple as that, black one for me without any question.
1: I think for me that's why you go for the, the mandarin one because that's, that's, that's when they sell more, it's when they make us more money. I think <laughs> they should go retro and they should start taking for the third strip,
3: they should reach back in time and take a strip the uh, different periods of the club's history. So bring back bring back the red and white checkered one.
0: Oh,
3: the red strip, remember? Bring back that, bring back a couple of other designs as well. Ah, there's a lot of crackers in there. Just don't bring back that dodgy, shapeless
4: Blackthorn job. Nah. <laughs> the, Euro, the European, uh, the third European bit, what was it called? The proper one you touched on. Remember we had the, the red version of that as well? I do. Again. Oh, obviously, I love that as well. But see nostalgia growing up. It's that, it's that purple top in it. It's louder off and. I uh, it full flow,
3: uh, is Running at defenders with that with that uh, that jersey one was absolutely dynamite. Do you know, what I've got I missed the eye
0: here. Missed so, the so eye, just
3: um, <laughs> uh, that or uh, try to think. I uh, maybe the old the old Admiral one. I'd be a cracker as well. But I suppose these jerseys are in their time as well, aren't they? So uh, there we
1: go. Well, Yeah, especially Admiral. Um, but on and I'm going to do this the segue of the century here, gentlemen. Talking about shirts, if you head over to at is on Twitter, you can enter a competition to win a retro shirt, a retro ranger shirt from 1988, and it's thanks to our friends at free retro underscore. All you have to do is go over, follow both at is and at free retro underscore, and retweet the post, and you'll be entered into the draw to win a, a free retro ranger strip. So go head over to at Re- retweet what you need to retweet and that's you in the draw,
4: and, uh, a the draw
1: no 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 it's Tommy <laughs> oh, I, look forward,
4: I look forward to wearing the top well, on next week's podcast <laughs> <laughs> like
0: from
4: the
1: mansion I think it's only fair to the listeners that we say that that's about the fourth time I've attempted that wee bit advertisement but I'll come
2: to Scott very quickly and say Scott is a cracking quote. It uh, really is. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful strip. I actually think that that may have been one of the first full strips I had, um, which kind of gives away my sort of aging years. Um, great strip, absolutely wonderful strip. won not a successful time by many, many, many great players? So um, yeah, get onto the get on your Twitter and get that retweeted, and you've. You've got a good chance as anyone else who won in that top.
1: Who does that? Obviously, me and Billy are the young ones, so I'll come back to Tommy. Who does it? Who does that top remind you of? Who do you think of when you see that top? David Cooper. Yeah, David Cooper.
0: I'm
3: although Tate. weirdly enough, Stuart Monroe as well. For some weird reason, in my mind, but the initial thought is uh, is David Cooper. Can I just point out as well? Although that was absolutely, you know, pathy news. Slick Martin it is, not a segue if you tell people it is a segue. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm.
1: Learning. I'm only a young guy, Tommy. You know,
3: you've let people peek behind the curtain there. Listen, I'm look- Listeners, I'm looking at them right, and it's young in the very broadest sense of the word. Fucking uh, right? heels for uh, for the bold Martin here, I tell you.
0: <laughs>
4: I make be wrong, I say this. See that that topy. As I said, me Martin are the young ones. So, was that? That's obviously been a bit of time when Mo Johnson and that wasn't. It? If I'm mistaken, yes, is that right? Aye. Yeah. So, kind of I aye. That's unfortunately that's <laughs> that. I've got my mind is Mo Johnson where they talk and you know Mo mean? Johnson battering one into the bottom corner, aye.
3: and then running into the aye, edge, of the, away, he? Aye, he ran the edge of the pitch. Aye,
4: running
3: the edge of the pitch. Then he going to the track. Edge of the pitch, yeah. arms out. Yeah, arms up. Arms and all aye. that coming on the pitch. Aye, there's how you, that's what that top is, that's what it is for me, you know what I mean? Um, that's how you ingratiate yourself to the, to the, the support, who were a wee bit wary of you, you stick one in the back of the net. Um, well, see the
4: day um, he signed, my dad, right, he was working at Ibrook's at City. Um, my dad worked for Rangers, right, we won't go into details and stuff, but he was getting so much abuse, so he was, and I'm talking about own supporters. And there was people, who were, aye, uh, they were throwing punches at him, they were spitting on him, you know. I was like, it was meant for Mo Johnson, but he was taking a lot, of appreciate it, uh, let's just say that. We soon turned our minds and been up in the park, didn't we, at the end of the day, and that's one of ours. Right, great, B-
1: great. Billy, 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 we're promoting a competition here, so you
4: keep it <laughs> <happy>. <laughs> That was, <laughs> right, <I'm> like, Listen. <laughs> It's
1: a if you win it, you win it. it you win it you win it you make it spat on but you'll win it
0: <laughs> <laughs> here's
3: a question actually right? here's, a, here's a question right? to move away from, from uh, Billy's <laughs> uplifting story about death threats uh, <laughs> would be where do you think Mo Johnston comes in right And all time best strikers to play for Rangers I think he's right up there I think Johnston was absolutely top drawer
2: I think if Morris Johnston hadn't played for Celtic he would have been spoken about a hell of a lot more than what it was
3: second Hi. okay can let me just tweak that in mom sorry I'm stealing your job here right Um am yeah. forgiving you for the segue stuff <laughs> so right Scott start with you right top three strikers to play for Rangers that I've seen just no, just your personal opinion it doesn't even have to be the most goal scorer just who you who you
2: enjoyed Um, who I enjoyed personally um, oh fuck so one is is McCoyst, two is Moles, mm-hmm. and I would say three, just because he was he was so different to anything I'd seen playing at Ibrox up front before, I would say Mark Hedley. You're just taking
4: really? Ball, you? Really? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be trying, I think, but you know, like McCoyst is going to be there for everybody eh, regardless. I mean, you ask a just fan, McCoyst, if you're not picking him, there's something wrong with eh? it. Better to... I mean, growing up, he so, was so much racing in the 90s, but you see, see what I loved about Scott's point about Michael Moses? I to love watching him play, and I think he's close control, game. he's great, His weak turn, I loved it. Um, and another guy, it's, I don't want like, to just going on, oh, I hate to say it, so um, I mean, there's so many I like, right, but...
1: Just hurry up and say fucking Sunday. I,
0: I'm tapping to
4: watch here, Billy. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, well, we, oh well. Do you know what? This is going to. I like watching Golden Jerry.
2: Mm-hmm. It's just good. Yeah, like, it was a
4: good strike. I like. Right. Well, number one for me is
1: Francisco Sandaza, um, <laughs> and then Kevin Kyle, and then Nieto. Oh, Federico <laughs> Nieto. Jeez. Oh,
4: Argentinian
1: oh, yeah. I'm just I'm not used to be. I'm not used to being asked questions so aye. not McCoyst for me
4: oh,
1: I just remember him as the manager oh, it's
3: harsh. Oh, no. aye.
2: which is why it will not be going into the podcast but I, th- <laughs> I think what Martin's saying there's absolutely right I think you will find there's a, a huge generation oh. of the support now that will remember him as the manager that everyone wanted to do so well in a very similar way, by the way, that we, we, we sort of all laud Stephen Gerrard now, everyone wants him to knock it out of the park. Everyone wants him to win trophies and just be generally successful. We wanted exactly the same with McCoy, and he fell flat in his ass because of other things that was going to the club. I think a lot of our support forget just how successful he was as a player. When you're talking about a boy that won the golden boot, it'll never happen in Scotland. For anyone. two, two golden boots, you're absolutely right. It'll never, ever happen again. There'll be no one for this country Scotland, that'll win a golden boot. Never, 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 never. No also, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, I think it was
1: was it the second golden boot that he won that he was injured for about seven or eight weeks. Aye. it was. I was just
3: going to point out as well. Sorry to interrupt there, Martin. That for anybody who was you know being childish, he still had to win that golden boot and say that you know being childish by saying Scotland was an easier league. The way that the European weighting system went in those days, it meant that goals in the top leagues meant more statistically for the rating system than goals in Scotland. So we had to bang in even more to get to the same ratio and then beat other players in other leagues. That's how dynamite he was. Absolutely amazing striker. Anyway Martin, you still uh, want not answer the question. Yeah
1: you know, I just I jest I jest. McCoyst is McCoyst is the first one on on, on I think on everybody's what well, everybody's list. Um for me growing up, um it's just along the kind of same lines as Michael Mole's. I liked Kaniche as well. I must admit, I thought Kineja was a cracking player. Roy was an out and out striker. But for me, Rod Wallace has to be up there as well. I thought okay. for, for what we got for Ro- we got Rod Wallace for free, didn't we? Um, I mean, that's yeah. got to be that's got to be one of the greatest free transfers we've ever got. <laughs> you know okay. what a cracking striker Rod mm-hmm. Wallace was. Uh, and I think you've also got to say for the, the one season Marco Negri.
4: Yeah, for half a season for that, for that yeah. you know
1: yeah. for that amount of goals he scored but, but anyways moving on Tommy right if I, if I can come back in here and do the hosting duties if that's <laughs> alright with you um, getting me into trouble making me answering questions <laughs> making an of myself is a part uh, time
3: a part time gig there I'm happy to hand it back over see the, the first
1: question <laughs> I answer and I say I don't like McCoy, that's me I'm out hey I thought we'd move on to something actually that I've seen and again with my research I can't remember where I've seen it but a little bit on stadium expansion. Scott, I think that this would have been a great idea before this coronavirus hit, right? Do we need to um, increase the capacity eyebrows? Not can we we afford it? Do we need to do do it?
2: I don't think we do just now. I, I just don't think we do. No one really knows. I think it, and it's, it's kind of something that's been trotted out a lot in the last six weeks or so. No one really knows or understands what football is going to look like when it eventually kicks off. And by that, we mean the stuff that's going on in the pitch. We, we've no idea how close we're going to get to a game, i.e., to sit your, your bum down in your seat that you're, you're starting to pay for at the end of the day. Um, no one knows. So I think to, to, to think about it, is perhaps something a bit more plausible than say that it's something we absolutely need. I think there's a, a, an argument for them perhaps doing something with the two areas Ibrox would have got the screens. Um, they could maybe do something there as far as a wee bit of expansion is concerned. Um, it's, it, it's difficult to say just now because football, as we love it, is, is just too much up in the air for my liking just now.
1: Well, right, Tommy, take away the coronavirus and all and all the financial implications that that's going to bring in. Just say so it's a normal season, everything's going the way it normally does. Do we need to upgrade Ibrox, or would you be happy with keeping it bit of 50,000? Well, you you take you swap out those financial
3: implications you speak about in terms of the coronavirus, you just swap them for a different set of financial implications and concerns and risks and mitigations. So... The question really for me is fundamentally what's the cost outlay to the club? How quickly is that recouped, and do we move into paying for itself profit? And then everything comes back to we've got great support. right? Absolutely phenomenal support. There's no two questions about that, right? But with every support, there comes a tolerance level as well in that you can upgrade the stadium and then you don't win a trophy for a while. Um and then you've shelved all this money and you don't necessarily regroup it all the time. I would and I'm thinking and I'm thinking a particular team in Scotland who can't even fill their stadium when they win trophies, that you can sometimes make a big outlay on a showy, you know, new stand or whatever, or the lighting of that Let's go lights. Aye, exactly. You know, it's uh, look, shine a light on an empty seat and
4: uh oh, sorry you meant that banner. Play, yeah, exactly.
3: and it just it just looks it looks terrible. It takes away from, from the from the, the atmosphere. I is a crank stadium and when it's rocking, I don't think I've been in anything that, that comes close to it. There's ways to fill in the sections or do something with some of the, the leveling subject to the water table. <clears> but the question you ask is we've got a really healthy season ticket, waiting list, we'll get people clamoring, people champing at the bit. Some of that's still affected by the Stephen Gerrard effect, uh, the halo effect, so to speak, and the club's moving in the right direction. Ultimately, though, we still need to win the trophy really quick. right? And so I would probably hang fire on any expansion plans until that's that's in place and then you know exactly what's happening. It's an outlay that's probably not required right now or really not the
1: best use of the funds. I think, I think I most, most people would probably agree with that, Billy, wouldn't they? At, at this time, the club, simply, this club simply can't afford but.
4: It's not even about, can we afford it or not, to be honest, or me. See, right now, see if we're going to be outlining a big amount of money like that, I I would rather go into the playing squad. You know what I mean? Uh, For me, we need to start winning, winning trophies, Uh, first and foremost. Before we even think about upgrading the stadium. Everybody would love it, and you can all say this, and great to look at listen. See, at the end of the day, we need to start winning. And what Scott and Tony says, can you argue it personally, that's just
1: my opinion. You know. So I. So I, so you just finished your comment on so I. Right. So I, we shall move on. So, aye. so yeah. I agree with him. <laughs> I'm only joking, i Right, guys, we shall finish up tonight's pod on season tickets. Um, I'm going to come on to the Major stuff in a wee second, but we're we'll just talking there about stadium expansion. Um, and I'll come to you first, uh, Billy, do you expect us, I mean, I think everybody firmly does, but do you expect us to sell out again when it comes to season tickets? Because we've got to yeah. take into consideration, there'll be a lot of people seriously affected, a lot of people out of work, a lot of people furloughed, families struggling, but do you still expect us to sell out our
4: season tickets? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I do, I want to renew my season ticket. But I know for the fact, uh, I speak to one of my mates today. He can't even know his season ticket yet because he's been laid off his work. So it's gonna be hard and it's tough and I think the club have to try and make allowances as well because we've we've shown we we by backing them time and time again. And these people have season tickets for year after year after year. Um, I'm just hoping they can get to keep a seat, or they can afford it, because during this kind of time, they should be able to lose it because of Corona but Otherwise, they're working, and but at the same time, it's a business end of the day as well. So it's a tough one because we're doing online. It's, it's, I don't know. It's hard. It's. I just hope the club helps the fans the way we have helped them. And regarding your question, let's be honest, to, the. The season ticket
1: waiting list, what is it, ten or fifteen thousand? So they will go. They won't go dead easily. You know? And also, Scott, like Billy was saying there the club have extended the deadline, I think, for um paying for your season ticket as well. And the frozen season yep. ticket prices as well,
2: which will help the fans. Aye, absolutely. Um it's it's a, a really um decent thing for them to do. Class but expected, I think, is is probably fair to say. Listen, I would a new football fans are fickle. We spoke about it earlier on. The boxes are ticked and um, the sheet's ready to go uh, type thing. People renew because they just want to see Rangers again. It's, it's, that's just the fact of the matter. We've we've went and saw the, the bakers and the butchers and the candlestick makers, we, and we've had a taste of really good European nights again at Ibrox, and we, we've got the beating of everyone in the country. Everyone in the country. People will renew. Simple as that.
1: I mean, I suppose, Tommy, you don't really need to worry about renewing your season ticket with all your muggins in the bank and stuff like that. I, I sense this is a growing th- thread across the pods. <laughs> I need to be stamped on well and swiftly.
3: Okay? I'm sitting in an underground bunker at an underscores location, right? Um, hosted by the DWP. So, but yeah, I think I think the gentleman before me have, have pretty much hit the nail on, on the head to the largest extent, which is... People will be desperate to renew. The club has been as flexible as I think a business can be. And let's be under no illusion. Rangers, like every other club in the country, need money coming in the door. That doesn't mean admin 1888 or we're about to you know, go back down to the lower leagues or whatever spurious conspiracy somebody with a spreadsheet has come up with on, on Twitter recently. Um, it just means that's the logical way a business works. The club have done everything. Fans will do what they can. I think some people will ultimately be Put in a position whereby because of circumstances outside their control i.e covid 19 and furloughs they won't be able to renew um which is really sad but family first and there will be people to take their place so yeah it's terrible circumstances and i, f- I feel my heart goes out to anybody who's lost their job or been furloughed or had a massive hit on their income uh out with of football because it's, it's it's terrible but ultimately the club needs to bring money in the door and they've, they've done everything they can and, for want of a more infamous phrase, the caravan will roll on.
1: Right. So moving on to the season tickets, then, let's just cover this MyJazz membership thing quickly. Um Thomas, we've, we've had over six thousand people signed up in just just under just over four days.
3: Incredible numbers, unsurprising with the Rangers support. I mean, we 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 habitually go in big numbers. As soon as the club comes out with anything, right? We we jump in. We might bump our gums about it, but ultimately the club knows they're going to get money out of us. MyGL seems to be aimed at the right thing. I think possibly some of the price points maybe a wee bit high uh, in my opinion for you know people with families and stuff like that as well. It'd just be interesting to see exactly what that means towards the end of the season and your MyGLs kind of membership on an ongoing basis. What exactly you get from it and stuff like that. Some of the points based systems, but ultimately it's a good thing for the for the club because they are trying to bring fans closer. Long we said. Um, and, and all fans have said we want more interaction with the club they've listened they've come up with this plan cost is always going to be an issue for most families I get that with top of season tickets and merchandise and touch that but yeah I mean I'm unsurprised by the numbers you know and, um, but it'll just grow between now and the actual season kicking off everybody will, everybody they can will probably end up with a Jersey account and that's no bad thing it's more money in the club's coffers
4: and Billy you're a season ticket holder what's your thoughts yep. on it See to be honest I don't have an issue with it because the way I look at it is most top teams in Europe have got this sort of scheme and um, they're not having a gun to your head they? so if you want to do it do it and if you see if you can afford it great if you can't don't worry about it it doesn't make you any better off or I'm a better Rangers fan because I've got it we're not it doesn't work like that? you know it's see if you can afford it listen it's just a cash grab I get that, but like I said See, we come to the Rangers, take my money. And Scott, I've heard been, there's, there's
1: been kind of arguments, well, some arguments on Twitter about it, saying it's unfair for certain sections of fans with regards to like, away tickets and stuff. Thomas kind of mentioned they there, the points-based system. Like, for example, you get more points if you buy a game on RTV, a European game, than actually travelling to the European game, because by buying yeah. it on RTV, you put more money into Rangers. Um, and I suppose we look at all oh, this as just simply fans, but if you look at it from a business point of view, is there any way to make it fair completely
2: across the board? Um, I don't think there is a, a, a way that you're going to get anything that's going to shoot everyone. Um, the fact of the matter is the have, supporters have been crying out for a good wee while now for some sort of membership scheme, um, and now we've got it. And I, I think the guys are absolutely right. If if you're if you're flush enough and um are happy to do it, then by all means do it. Your money is going to the right place. Um if you don't want to do it, I don't think there's going to be a huge um sort of outpouring of rage in your direction. Uh, it's very much a personal choice. If you want to go for it, by all means batter in, that's what it's there for. Um I I think the, the, the overriding picture is that your cash is going straight into the coffers of the football club. Uh, and that that's as important now as it's ever been. Um, taking into account the the climate and the lost revenue over the the last sort of six weeks, probably longer than that now. To be perfectly frank, um, your money's going to the right place. If you can, if you can subscribe to it, then then do it. If you don't, then so be it. It's Personal choice. Um, very much each to their own.
3: How many points do you get on the system for being part of a fans podcast?
1: Minus Is seven. Honest?
4: Yeah. But but we'll,
1: I'll I'll come to Thomas for this, right? Because there's only one millionaire on the panel. So I'll come to <laughs> <I'll, I'll. laughs> <laughs> Welcome <laughs> Billy. It's your first week and
4: uh, we didn't really <laughs> need that much uh, in the back pocket. Uh, uh, See every time I finish my degree, we'll have two millionaires, right? So I don't know <laughs> I'm
3: I'm clinking I'm clinking a glass of champagne in your direction, there, Billy.
4: I'm not quite there yet, mate, so we'll just have to leave it.
1: There's a lot of fans, Thomas, that will go well. This is this scheme brought out, fair enough, rangers want to make money. But it's it's taking advantage of the fans that don't have any money and it's saying to the fans that maybe have that wee bit of spare cash. Well if you if you pay for this membership, you're guaranteed an away ticket. And there'll be a lot of fans who don't have that extra fifty quid a year or whatever it costs to, 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 to buy this scheme, so they're gonna lose out. Is it just a case of tough titty? I'd
3: probably put it in slightly Softer terms, but uh, if, if you look at a wider, I don't know, conceptual basis, we live in a capitalist society, unfortunately, to a large degree, unfortunately, um, which means that those who have the ability to pay can sometimes access, you know, larger benefits, uh, and more items. My Gers is aimed at people who have uh, another level of disposable income on top of their normal season ticket and merchandising, and it's tied together. Ultimately, are people going to put themselves out to to buy it? I think some people will. Should people think that they are forced to buy it? No, it's very much an elective choice. Um, So don't feel any pressure if you don't have the money. Don't don't get any debt to get a MyGels account, um, so to speak, um, because it's an extra on top of your season ticket. And ultimately as well, I suppose the thinking, I can't speak for the club, but some of the thinking would be if you've got the spare... Well, disposable income. I won't say spare, but if you've got disposable income to buy away tickets and stuff like that because you want access to them, then you probably have the disposable income to purchase the MyJers account, which gives you access—you know, better access to those away tickets anyway. So, I think the rationale there is: unfortunately, we live in a, um, a capitalist society, which means that people with more money sometimes get ahead of the queue. MyJers. Whilst I think it's very laudable because it's aimed at fans getting a bigger say in the club, and it's aimed at you know that fans kind of membership thing, uh, you're, you're going to get those scenarios we just spoke about. It's uh, it's unfortunate, but it's unfortunately part of the fabric of life.
1: Speaking from experience, right? I'm um, always I'm always at the back of the queue. Right, gents, we shall leave it there other week. But just before I go, can I just remind everybody that we have that giveaway on Twitter? If you just head over to app, this is iBooks. And you'll see the giveaway we've brought going for strips. But listen, if I could just thank Scott Patterson, Tommy, what was it, McIntyre? Aye, McIntyre. And Billy <laughs> McCall for joining us this week. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Cheers, Martin. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Yeah. <laughs> A big thank you from me. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll speak to you next week.
0: If blue bells sing like church bells ring fire fire, with fire we are not letting go. When so